<laughs> Terrence. <laughs> Zarius. Chili cheese fries. Mavale. Hi. And Frakes. Constitutional. Mm hmm. Well, okay. Terrence <laughs> was talking about his chili cheese dog pregame. Chili cheese fries, get it right. Yeah. So wait, you went to Sonic for chili cheese fries? No, I went there for anything to eat that wasn't like where I'd have to stay in the drive-through line with my car running because my car is shit and I have to keep my brake and gas depressed to make sure it stays running. Oh. <clears throat> Which causes quite the leg cramp after all. <laughs> so you just pull in there, get in a little stall, throw it in park and wait for some elderly dude to rollerblade your food out to you because that's what's happening these days in those places that's what happened yeah yeah oh no no actually it was a teenage girl this time no she's like uh sorry yeah nobody else came in but me i'm like it's fine i don't know it's, it's, it's fine everything's shit i get it they better watch the elderly dude roller skate <laughs> i don't know it feels like a hip danger to me <laughs> it definitely is nope. uh we're elderly dudes working at Sonic. Banter, banter. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like, I would never take that risk now. Once I, like, I've never, never broken a bone except for my nose, which doesn't count. Yeah, that's carbon. And, yeah, like, never broken anything or whatever, never sprained anything until very recently. And now I'm like, God, no, never again. Never again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be super careful. Every step I take, I think about it. Uh. I broke my clavicle when I was five. That's the last time I broke a <laughs> Sheesh. I broke my clavicle when I was 12, playing basketball, sort of. Tackle basketball. And, tackle um, basketball? What? Tackle basketball. Yeah, it was tackle the guy who had the ball before he could shoot. Wow. <laughs> so all the bigger kids who were in high school, when I had the ball and was about to shoot, they decided to dogpile me. I heard it snap and I had to ride my bike a mile and a half home because my brother said he didn't believe that something broke. And there were no cell phones and you couldn't just be like, mom, come get me. Exactly. <laughs> I broke something. Yeah, I remember once I I was riding my bike in the neighborhood and there was like, I was going down this big hill and then I had to turn either left or right. And there happened to just randomly be all this sand at the, like right where you turn. So I take the turn really fast and I skidded like my bike just kept turning and didn't stop and I fell off of it and I scraped up my whole chin and like, like, yeah, it just like dragged my face along the ground and I laid there for like five minutes just crying and I had to ride my bike home with my face oh, just dripping. That's a really yeah, like, bad Akira sucks. slide. Yeah. Like, I think the only sucks. bone I've ever broke has been in my, my hand. Y'all seen those punching machines that you see at like the arcades? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I punched it mic. so hard <laughs> that I broke the bone that's on like where your pinky's at. Mm -hmm. It's in your hand. This one right here. Yes. I, bro I broke that bone. What the fuck, and Jeff? <laughs> I, got, I mean, I was trying for, I, you know, I got a high score on it at that time, but, <laughs> but I mean. know his own strength. I just rocked you know, leaned back and rocked into it and it there's like a little metal pole kinda inside the the cushion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hit it too hard. 
<laughs> that's, a, that's funny. That's actually the same bone that I broke by getting my hand caught between my helmet and another football player's helmet when we were um, doing blocking drills at practice. Snapped it like a green twig. I broke both my pinky toes multiple times, like, but there's a, there ain't shit you can do about that. So. Yeah, no, you just walk that shit off. <laughs> And walk painfully off for several <laughs> for several weeks. <laughs> anyway, all right. I used to have the second toe on my foot. Right, this is if this is the big toe and this is the second toe. It used to look like this, where it would stick out past the big toe. Now it doesn't. Now it looks like this because I broke it too many times, not realizing. Oh, that that toe sticks out further. Mm-hmm. That's funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. You yeah. fucking ape. Anyway. <laughs> All righty then. All right. So, when last we left off, you guys had just had your meeting with Pod Demomark. Uh, he persuaded you to sign a magical contract um, to take 10% of the treasure once found, not do him any injury. The contract would be concluded either after a month or after you had found the treasure or failed to find the treasure in a decisive manner and he reported it. Oh, he had to report it? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like I said, he's he's interested in the glory, only slightly more than the money. Well, I, I, I thought it was interesting not after he reported it, but after he divvied up the magic items. Yeah, it was yeah. after it was divvied up. It was also after he reported it. I remember mm. him saying that. Sodas. Yeah. <sighs> so. Well, um, you can always kill him after he reports it. Up to you. <laughs> you're the you're the you're the bad guys here. There's mm-hmm. uh, loopholes. Loopholes, baby. We love them. Actually, you know, I, I try to memorize that contract fairly well. Alrighty. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. So with that with that spell, the magic's on it, could we attempt it and just not succeed? Or would it just be like, nope, I don't even want to now? Like, how uh, does that work? Uh, he has to declare it a bust or a success, basically. No, no, no. But I mean, if we, if, like, let's say oh, if you got a wild hair up his ass, and he's like, I really just want to stab this guy in the back of the neck. Would he want to still? Or would it be like, no. The contract said no, so I don't even want to do that. Uh, no, the contract, if you decide to go against it, um, if you choose to or prevented from obeying the the Gius slash quest for, say, 24 hours, which means, you know, if you murder him <laughs> or whatever, or leave, you take a minus three penalty to all your ability scores each day, and, the, and another minus... Three till it accumulates to a total of minus twelve. Uh, no ability sort can be reduced to less than one by this, so that's good news. Um, until you resume the quest, <laughs> basically you're you're stuck being a weakened, sickened individual by not going. And if he not, dies of natural causes during, like before it's over, are we? Then yes, the, that, the, the contract would be nullified. Because uh-huh. I was about to say, if because nowhere in there did it say <clears throat> that if. He was killed by something else. We are held responsible. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Oh, so if let's say someone 
had to fly him up to um, another level and their hands were sweaty and small and he fell. Gravity killed him. No, you no. let him go. <laughs> no, that's intent, buddy. No, but if let's say we're fighting something and he dies while we're fighting that something, and we're mm-hmm. all just trying to fight that something, mm-hmm. but he died. To the best of we our don't have to protect him. We just can't harm him. Mm-hmm. So I can't hamstring him. Nope. While we're fighting, but I don't have to jump in the way of a sword. Right. Got it. That I is correct. I, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down here. All right. Unless the dragon horde is full of a bunch of, you know, wish spells, then we can just break the quest and kill him with the wish spells. But that's, you know. Wishful thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, lastly, is he going to be with us the whole time? Like he's coming with us on this whole journey? Well, technically you're going going on our own. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I was just making sure that we are all going to have to remain disguised and carrying on. For this entire time. And when did he say we were planning on starting this? Was it going to be tomorrow morning? Yes, he says we'll start on the morrow. Okay. Enjoy your enjoy your night here tonight. Tonight we drink. Tonight you drink. Tonight you dine. Tonight you party. Um, the party goes well on into the night. Actually, the um, the and golden Jeb companion. Is, Jeb is there for it. He's there for that party. All right. Let's see. He's drinking. He's eating. He's feasting. He's living the, the past two months that he's been dead. All right. You're, you're, you're basically Bender after he get turned into a person. Woo! Yeah. Bender, Bending Rodriguez, my favorite character. <laughs> said, woo! Woo! <laughs> I just love that part where all the woos were just like air escaping from his fat folds when they pressed him. <laughs> woo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. But yes, the night wears on. The party continues. Um, Lyman Glimmeri, the bard from the Golden Companions, performs uh, slightly more competently than you, but it's late in the evening and he, you already stole the, most of the pop. But he does, he keeps the party rolling with, a, with a, a pretty dynamic performance of his own. I got a 32 on it. Mm. Um, and basically, between the two of you, you guys basically make sure make the make the tavern make the tavern rock well into the night. The townsfolk filter out for the most part after a pretty late hour. And as you guys bleary bleary eyed begin to head towards your bed, one of the um the local the locals come in and says, rushes in and says, ah, the, the zoo, the petting zoo. There's been a breakout. Of what? Everything! That's unfortunate. Good night. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's real tough to hear. Uh, quick question. The, uh, the, good, uh, the good guys, was all of them uh, in attendance? Uh, yeah, all, most of them. Well, you saw most of them, you think. Uh, make a perception check. Okay. Just him? Well, he brought it up. So. Mm. <laughs> he was oh, the first to bring it up. Twenty-nine. Uh, you don't remember seeing Tarth Tark Toothcracker all night, the half orc. Um, I'll mention that to the rest of the group. 
Is there? Uh, do we know anything about their gr- um, group of like what he might be? Is he a ranger, druid, animal uh, lover? According to the, the 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 stories, he uses his um, his righteous rage to battle foes. He's a barbarian. <laughs> <clears throat> that sounds like a them problem, not a us problem. And you see the golden companions uh, grabbing their stuff and, and begin heading out into the streets immediately as someone says, as someone calls the alarm for danger. Thank God the golden companions are here. <laughs> All right. Good night. Yeah, that, they seem like they got this well in hand. Your own your own uh, patron, Pod Demomark, is uh, basically asleep at his, at his chair in the bar. <laughs> and the... Um, the, the the few remaining people in the bar are, are looking to you guys like, aren't you going to help? You're adventurers. We're tired adventurers. I never adventure when I'm drunk. <laughs> yes, Safety first. Very okay. unsafe. I will, Besides, however, uh, leave when the crowd leaves and vanish and follow the golden companions because I want to see how they handle themselves. All right. Okay, so you're going to do that. What else everybody else do? Jeb is drunk. Okay. <laughs> Jeb, Jeb's probably right next to Pod sleeping on the chair. All right. Sleeping on the bar. Like I said, he lived two months in a night. All right. Uh, how about you, uh, Zarius and Lady Outside? Um, I leave, but I, I do have a place outside. So <laughs> I know. Uh, I as you... As you step out, you see a myriad uh, kind of monsters sniffing, sniffing their way and growling through the streets. Uh, creatures of all kind of varieties. Um, the petting zoo name, you're guessing, is some kind of local joke. They actually have a monster zoo here. While so- some of them seem to be especially large specimens of regular wild animals, uh, some of them seem to be pure, straight-up monsters that they've been keeping in their zoo. Um, you see a gargoyle swoop overhead and knock a chimney off one of the buildings. Um, there is a, oh, excuse me, a massive python sliding through the streets. Uh, there is a, some kind of enormous uh, three-horned ox that's just <laughs> lumbering down the streets, knocking things over, chewing up uh, random bits of vegetation. Oh, excuse me. And further down the street, you see sparks and blasts of light as the Golden Companions seem to be doing battle with something down there. Uh, Tiffany takes this opportunity to uh, go behind the now empty bar. Okay. Find the best, find the best spirits and okay. spirit them away <laughs> into my luggage. All right, you rob the bar of all the top shelf stuff while everyone is distracted. Got it. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a long um, trip. You never know. You said there was a snake and an ox. Wish I was thought of that. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to cast murderous command on the snake. Well, what do you? What do you? How does that work? What is that? Basically, it makes it attack. Um, gives the target a mental urge to kill, um, kill its nearest ally, which is base to its best of its ability. All right. I don't see. Does these things have allies? Yeah. Uh, I guess you're, the other the other zoo creatures would count, I guess, for this purpose. All right, so the snake 
uh, after you cast the spell on it, turns it at, on the, um, the enormous ox thing and slides over to it, rears up, and the ox thing begins rearing up as well, feeling threatened as they begin doing mortal battle with one another. Meanwhile, down the street, um, let's see. You, Valric, are skulking in the alleyways watching the Golden Companions do their work. You see that there is a creature that you haven't seen before, um, a pair of them actually, being being uh, being assaulted by the companions. The creature has spikes covering its body. It's a vaguely both reptilian and bovine kind of features, mm-hmm. and um, its 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 face has like long teeth and glowing red eyes. Uh, making knowledge arcana, sure. Mm, uh, 16. Uh, you only know these things vaguely from bestiaries. This thing is a hodag. Oh. A pair of them. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the companions work well in unison. They are fighting uh, with each other. The, the, the gnome immediately begins inspiring them with some uh, bardic music. The, the source, the wood elf, um, female Alva Thornfire moves back to a defensive position and begins casting spells on them. Um, the the half-elf, the one that was giving you guys kind of like the the stink eye whenever you guys saw him, uh, calls is calling out to the group. <laughs> They're only dumb animals. Please don't kill them. We have to say <laughs> this town uh, is relying on them. The dwarf you see is just running up to them and just being pummeling them in the face with kicks, punches, etc. And finally, from a nearby rooftop, you see Tarth Toothcracker leap through the air and land on one of their backs with his uh, great axe, uh, heedless to his companion's uh, plea to do non-lethal, slashing into them or chopping into one of their backs. Um, the leader, uh, Trina Hearthshine, is actively basically directing the combat people tend to pay more attention to her they do they're doing they do what she says even even toothcracker stops his uh more murderous assaults and tries to do more subduing things here after she orders him to eventually they knock those two out and then then go down a side street going after what appears to be some enormous fucking bird that, that is strutting down the back alleys and behind the buildings is it a giant yellow bird? No, it is not big. Is bird. it a big one, bird? One might call it big. We say it's a big bird. It is. It is an especially large bird with a, a bony crest on its head. Mm. Oh no! There is a mammoth with no tusks walking beside it. A uh, street. Uh, it's on the street of Sesame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm picking up on all all the like I'm keeping a mental note of of their fighting styles and techniques, and just in case we were to fight them, it's like okay, let's take out the buff wizard first, take out the bard second. Maybe the the, the barbarian is somebody we could even sway uh, because of his murderous rage. I'm just I wanted to see all this uh, to see if they were you know not typecast so to speak, you know. Yeah, no, they're very typecast. They're traditional, (laughs) like, heroes. But now I know. Um, All right. They are are working as a team, which is unusual for you. And um, 
<laughs> doing we work their as a team when we all need to survive an encounter. Mm-hmm. And they're doing their best to think about the town's needs while they do it, trying to subdue the animals and get them back in their cages. That we're not oh, so good with. <laughs> all right. So, well, I've got to end the episode here. That was my fucking combat encounter for the night. <laughs> And we didn't participate. <laughs> Sorry. Fine. It's fine. You didn't have and to. We sleep. Cool. And we wake up and we go on our mission. All right. Sleep. Those of you who sleep uh, come in back in pretending like you had worked hard trying to subdue animals. And those of you who are sleeping outside, serious. <laughs> uh, get, what happened? What happened? What I miss? Sleep the sleep of the unjust in your weird cubbyhole. Uh, <laughs> hey, I assisted. That's true. You did assist. Uh, unfortunately, the giant snake was trampled to death by the giant three-horned rocks. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, you see, once you guys awaken uh, with your various hangovers and um, kind of funky smell from being up all night partying slash skulking about. My mouth tastes like a goblin shit in it. <laughs> and you woke up in a really weird position. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God! I I watched uh, the movie Society today. Oh, <laughs> she's seen this movie. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so long for such a weird payoff. Yes, it is a very weird payoff. <laughs> Yeah. But like, all I can think about is the butthead joke whenever he's. <laughs> Guess I am a butthead. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It's best not to know anything about that movie, which I'm, I'm taking it mahogany definitely doesn't. Yeah. And you're, for an hour or so, you're like, why are we watching this really boring movie? And then the last 20 minutes, you're like, oh my God. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it gets, it gets okay. super That's weird. Enough. Super weird. Uh, and it also stars Eddie from Baywatch. Mm. I know this. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Uh, the little the little shrimpy dude that was dating in the show. Uh, what's her face? Right. I didn't watch it enough to yeah. know. Tits McGee. Oh. I was like, yeah, Tits McGee. Hasselhoff, I don't know who, who it is. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> a three-year side character on Baywatch is, is, like, is, the, is the lead in this. <laughs> I'm more of a Baywatch Nights fan because I like terrible stories. Terrible <laughs> stories. I just always think of the uh, the roast of um, David Hasselhoff, Gilbert Godfrey doing the joke. Talking about David Hasselhoff was running on the beach and found a <laughs> found a a genie lamp so he rubbed it this great powerful genie comes out and it's Gilbert Godfrey telling the story so it's like really loud <laughs> and the, the genie came out of the thing and he's like I can grant you one wish for just one and uh, he talks about how powerful he is <laughs> David Hasselhoff said can you make VIP nights a successful television show and the genie goes on and this is the actual show. The genie goes on Gilbert Godfrey screaming for like a solid five minutes about how no power in the universe can make that show successful. 
But because I can't finish your wish, I'll give you one more. So David Hasselhoff says, can you make Pam Anderson's pussy tight again? And the genie goes, let's take another look at VIP nights and see what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. It's Mm -hmm. so bad. I love fucking Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, he's delightful. (laughs) It's really fun when he reads Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm -hmm. The Clitoris. <laughs> I can hear it in my head. He's saying Clitoris. It's terrible. But yes, well, it's, uh, on, it's on YouTube. You can find the clip of him reading Fifty Shades of Grey. I can. I can recommend. I can wholeheartedly recommend Society. Bear with the first half. The second half is apeshit. <laughs> <laughs> Now that we've vamped, you've got uh, you got our next part lined up. Uh, no, that's <laughs> uh. <laughs> fine. This will just be a super short one, and that's okay. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. You guys wake up. Everyone's a little hungover. The town is in shambles. There are hoof prints in everywhere. The the, the street is torn up. When you you, you come down the stairs if you stayed in your hotel room, um, seeing mm-hmm. that there are lots of pots of coffee and hot breakfast set out, not necessarily for you, but for the Golden Companions, who are all there and all look a little beat up. And all of them look like they had a, a lick of sleep. I'll go over and pour myself a cup of coffee. A- up the plate. <laughs> Same. <laughs> all right. Good morning. Good morning, says the, uh, the paladin. Where were you folks last night? What happened last night? Uh, there was a breakout at the uh, local zoo. Ooh. A lot of the creatures and monsters got loose. I guess, yes, I, I suppose if you drank too much, you might have slept through it. Yeah. I drank a lot. I, I definitely Practically the whole bar. <laughs> All the top shelf, it's gone. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the bartender's scratching his head over that one. Like, I don't remember serving that, but whatever. I There's plenty of gold just, about. I guess we just slept so well because we knew the town was so well protected due to you golden guys being here. Well, not, not saying it wasn't a little exhausting. We might have to hit that, that, uh, that hot spring again after some rest. Um, the mayor earned it. The mayor shows the service. <laughs> the mayor shows up and and basically gives gives them the same spiel. Thank you for your service. You've done a great job. Is there any way we can reward you? Blah blah blah, et cetera, et cetera. And they're you know being gracious about it, saying, "Oh no, it was all in a day's work for the golden companions of yada yada yada." Um, <clears throat> but the mayor is insistent that he at least do something for them. But you guys are sitting there stuffing your face with their uh, continental breakfast, so. <laughs> Isn't this for everybody? They don't complain that you're eating it, but, you know, they're just those kind of people. Yeah, suckers. <laughs> yeah, suckers and dupes. Marks, if you will. All seven of them here, even Tark Toothcracker, who you see has uh, an enormous gash on his arm that Miri uh, Angelheart, the beautiful cleric is tending to, and you see the wound sealing up as she mutters a prayer. Was that the half-elf? 
she is um no she's not a she's not a half elf she is those of you who are in the know she's clearly a plain touch she's just a little too fucking perfect to be a human being hmm. so th- that wasn't the one who was giving us the side eye when they came in no no that guy is basically got his face in his coffee and it keeps keeps his eyes like directly on you the whole time you're in the room no matter what's going on with his own um so when i i walk up to him i'm, I'm kind of going well did anybody ever figure out how the animals escaped last night was there no. anybody missing last night that we didn't see you know that was i thought everybody was here at the end with us while we were having fun and enjoying stuff so was there anybody that we would notice that was missing that could have caused us maybe uh they uh wink, they look wink. at you <laughs> they look at you a little bit uh hesitantly and then you see some of them give uh tark the side eye and he's like i was on patrol we have enemies that might have followed us here i was just making sure but oh um, so your your enemies might have done this to to the town oh geez uh, that's so bad hmm. <laughs> The mayor gives them a, a questioning look as well. The, the 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 paladin steps up, says, "If that is the case, we will root them out and make sure they pay for this move." Yes, uh, we have a lot of expensive repairs to make, um, but we'll get on with that. We thank you for helping us um, subdue the animals. And he takes his leave rather quickly, suddenly cutting off a lot of the reward talk after your little <laughs> interjection there. Oh, well, let me go enjoy my meal. And I step <laughs> off and I'll go <laughs> to another table and enjoy my meal. Go load up a plate from their breakfast. So did no, anybody I actually, know I will not, did this? <laughs> I won't touch their breakfast. I'll actually grab, go uh, order another breakfast. All right. Um, your breakfast is delivered and your party is sitting there eating from, from the buffet-style spread while your perfectly regular breakfast is served to you by the innkeeper. Um, as you guys are sitting there and mowing down on, on food, you see the companions begin talking to each other in lush in hushed tones as if the thing you said has suddenly sparked a different conversation amongst them. You see some of them pointing at Tark and he's like, and he begins pointing back a lot rather angrily. Ooh. It looks like you've spread a little strife in the Golden Companions of Righteous Resolve. But not if, me. <laughs> you begin uh, as as you guys are finishing up your breakfast. Um, a, a bleary-eyed Pod Demelmark finally uh, comes downstairs. All right, let's hit it. Oh, it's too early. <clears throat> oh no, we're gonna we're gonna call this one today. Oh, Just, come on. I ha- oh oh I don't think I've drank this much in years. Coffee black please please early, early to start early to finish right uh, valric besides he looks over at the companion he's like i don't think I we mean, have to christopher <laughs> huh he, he looks over at the golden companion and says i don't think we have much to worry about in the way of racing anyone today you look they all look like they're about to pass out no sense in waiting until we all leave at the same time if we can help it though that's true. Let's give it another. Let's give it an hour or two. Get going at lunchtime. How about that? Works After for me. Lunch. 
Yes, after lunch. I like the way you think. You think like a wizard, madam. <laughs> yeah, oh. Tiffany. Eat. Yes. Meanwhile, I guess we'll go back to the hot springs. Make sure. <laughs> make sure. I don't know what. Words. All right. Time. All right. Um, so yeah, you can you can spend a little time at the hot spring. They actually charge you this time. It's just a few gold pieces to enjoy yourself. Um. And by the time lunch rolls around, Demo Mark seems to be a little bit in better spirits, and the Golden Companions are nowhere to be found, presumably wherever they've decided to stay for the evening or the day. They've bed down there. Demomark, after getting everyone together and refreshing himself, of course, he greets you with the same um, enthusiastic gusto he had the first time you met him and says, well, I'm glad we're all here and I'm glad we can get going. You were right, Mr. Smith. The sooner we can get started, the better. I don't want any tag-alongs following us if we can help it. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you know about the area? Uh, ooh, 27 on a knowledge geography? Uh, you know that the, the lake itself is about 20 square miles or more, depending on the time of year. Uh, there are caverns all in the, the cliff face down the whole stretch of it. Um, not just behind the waterfalls or anything like that. So people have been searching in and in and around these old caverns for years, and but to no, to no real uh, effect or anything like that. And you know that people have tried to trawl the bottom, but it's a big daunting task to to, to cover twenty square miles of um mm. of lake floor, looking for basically what is a needle in a haystack as far as clues to getting things. Do you know the story in? of the search is basically one of there are lots of places it could be but none of them seem to actually have it did he did pot Demelmark have some sort of knowledge as to where it could be wasn't that why he was here yes that is why he's here he was just trying to feel out what you guys know already know about the area mm-hmm. do you recount your knowledge to him or? yeah okay let him know that he's getting his money's worth I guess all right. He nods and says, you are deceptively informed, <laughs> Mr. Smith. I did my research when I knew we were going to be here for this. I might not sound it, but there's reasons I get paid for what I do from time to time. <laughs> right here, he pulls out a pamphlet. See right here, it says 20 miles and says everything about... He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- just read a brochure from a little <laughs> visitor center. <laughs> Like quotes it word for word. Capital of Thailand is Bangkok. Thailand, mm, yeah, baby. <laughs> Sorry, I think I've had too much of this generating. You too much gin? Never. <laughs> well, I, me- I mentioned to him. I assume that since it was never discovered on the in the caverns and stuff that were easily accessible, that that means it was supposed to be in some places not so accessible. Most likely place would be underwater since black dragons supposedly can swim underwater and breathe underwater. That was my thought initially too. And that's where a lot of my research lied or laid, laid, lie, whatever. Um, But I think I've stumbled across something uh, a little bit interesting. 
It's from a very old manuscript. And he, and he digs into his bag and he pulls out a very crumbling parchment. And you see that it's got some, um, some old faded paintings on it, drawings and glyphs and things like that. He, he unrolls it and like shows you there. He says, here, uh, there's an indication here that it, uh, on the western side of the waterfall, I thought it was just an ink blot at first, but then I looked at the shape rather closely with this magnifying glass and he slides it over to you. And when you do, when he slides the glass over the top, you can clearly see underneath the glass that there is, the ink blot itself is a stylized circular draconic form. Now this manuscript is at least 600 years old. It comes even before the time of Herjek, the twisted, back when these kingdoms were a lot a lot wilder and a lot less, well, notorious. But the mapper here, the person who made this map, specifically denoted, denoted that he saw the Black Dragon even back then. And it still must have been pretty sizable. And after all, it was only 600 years ago. And he looks towards the, um, the dragon skull above the mantle and says, barely halfway through this creature's life, imagine. But, as you can see, that if this is any indication, then we have a good general area to start with. And it's not underwater, it's above the cliff face, which means it has to be, it has to be hidden, because I've scried on the area, and I've only seen cliff face there. It, it feels like something we're going to have to investigate ourselves in person. So, our first task will, of course, be acquiring a boat and some climbing gear. <laughs> okay. Climbing gear, huh? Well. Uh, I assume that there's some, there's some fishing uh, vessels towards the edge of the lake. Since oh, yes. I'll bring back seafood and stuff. Oh, yes. And since this is the rough time of the year, might be able to get a fairly cheap bargain on a boat. <clears throat> to get um to take out in the lake yes i agree that's kind of why i chose this time partially because we wouldn't be disturbed as much or followed into it but cost is a factor (laughs) of course he um stands up after finishing his ale uh puts plunk down some money on the bar says thank you barkeep we'll be heading out now the before the bartender as as you guys are heading out the bartender calls out to you guys he's like uh, do you need to reserve your room for tomorrow night? Uh, I don't. Th- uh, I don't think we'll be coming back anytime soon, huh? All right. Well, then. Uh, well, we be... looked at Topod. We're, we're gonna be sleeping rough, right? Yes, we'll find some place to sleep. Uh, I can provide a little bit of in the way of shelter if we find some solid land, or um, at worst case scenario, we might have to be camp uh, camp sleeping bagging it in a cave. That's fine. No thanks, Barkeep. Very well, he says, smiling. Happy to be rid of you. <laughs> oh, by the way, somebody took a shit on that bed. I don't know who it was. Man, I got real fucked up last night. Somebody shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually passed out downstairs, so no. Yeah. Just kidding about the bed shit. Okay. Or were you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I wouldn't tell anybody. Just leave it up there. All right. A short time later and a short walk to the shore, uh, you guys have 
You guys, Pod Delmark successfully negotiates in a rather quick and rapid exchange of gold pieces. Uh, the rental of a boat. Does anybody here know how to pilot a boat? Does anyone <laughs> have any sailing skills? No. He no. says, unfortunate. So he also hires on a couple of crew members to do it for them. Um, after a, a little bit of banter back and forth, they agree. They go back to their houses, get some stuff to camp with, and come back as well. Um, as far as climbing gear, Demomark says, I don't know that... Let's see. How many... How many rigs will we need? Does, does anybody here fly? Hmm? I mean, I can fly, obviously. I have a... I've been known to fly ah. from time to time. Do you not have means of teleportation as a great wizard? I do, but I don't know where we're teleporting to. That's the problem. So... Now Devil I know that he can left. teleport out, which is an issue. Yeah, that's a problem. Jeb looks left. He looks right. I can fly. Well, good. I'm glad. So that's two down. How about you two, Jim? I've got means. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. That's confusing, but all right. No, no, no. Uh, I don't. I don't say I've got means. Uh, all right. I just. I, I go. I, no. no uh, I will bluff my way, saying I'm, I've been known to climb a rock or two, though. Okay. Well. I don't want to give my shit up until we're out on the water and away from town. <laughs> okay. How about you, Zarius? I will mention that I can at least levitate. Ah, that's all we really need. It's just to go upward for the most part. Oh, I do have once a we wand f- of levitate. Once we, oh, well, wonderful. I can fly with magical spells, but I also have a, well, <laughs> a trick I, I use every now and then. He uh, reaches into a bag and pulls out like a, a rear toad-like creature with little, um, like, brown uh, feathery wings and puts it on his shoulder. Oh, this is my familiar. Uh, <laughs> uh, when necessary, I transform him into something a little bit more girthy to carry me about. You know what I mean? What was the familiar? Uh, it looks like a very large toad with, with uh, like, brown feathery wings. Huh. Would that be a knowledge arcana or planes? Uh, planes? Oh. I'm curious about this thing. Hmm. 14. I got a 33. 33, you know that, um, you know, uh, Lady that this creature is clearly some sort of uh, air elemental that he has summoned to to be a, and bound into this form. Mm. So (laughs) it's, um, you know, it's it's a very peculiar process that people use sometimes when they they're looking for something specific. familiar. Yeah, there are rituals to make a a familiar more in line with the things they want them to do. So we at least <laughs> know that he's got that feat. Mm. Yeah, so you saw I I came into him and transformed on a Pegasus, I believe. I swear, did I see you folks on the road on the way? Yes. Maybe. No. Oh. Good. It was almost ah, fated that we were together. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's very serendipitous. I agree. The boat is prepared, and you guys load up and head out onto the lake. Ooh, before we go, uh, Jeb's going to buy a little bit of gear because, sure. you know, he was a skeleton before this. I gotcha. So he's going to buy some rope, at least, okay. and a dungeoneering kit. 
All right. Anything else? Uh, no, no magical stuff. Just, I just wanted to make it clear that he was gonna buy some stuff. All right. Gotcha. Just basic adventuring gear. Got. Yes. <laughs> Food. <laughs> oh, forgot that one. Oh. <laughs> Uh, they, you are on a fishing boat, however, and there's plenty of fishing that can be done on the way. And that is largely what Pod Demelmark does during the sail. He grabs some of the poles and uh, props his feet up, lights his pipe, and begins to chatter aimlessly with whoever will listen. And, I'll, do um, I'll, I'll do a survival check also, pull some okay. food. All right. Now, I'll fish and chat, mostly chat, but some fish. <laughs> Team. 22. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're able to pull in some some pretty decent size um, uh, what do you call it? Trout. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Demomark goes on at length about his uh, earlier adventures in life, how he how he knows the mayor, how they used to be in a group together, and, accept, and tells like a few, you know, humorous anecdotes about embarrassing things other people he's been with have done. And Actually, even I, will, a, I will encourage him very much to tell me more about himself and his adventures so I can gauge try to gauge his power level as much as possible alright then make a um, hmm, make a diplomacy roll for me okay oh, let's see I got 23 alright um, you're able to surmise from his various descriptions of his uh, past and current adventures he can cast spells at least of the sixth sphere. Okay. <laughs> that does not bode well. <laughs> I mean, he was casting Gaius on the fucking shit that we signed. Correct. Oh, no. He used a magic item. That did it. Oh. Uh, well, he did say teleport. Yes, he can teleport, which is a fifth level spell. Uh, but yeah, Gaius is, is within his abilities, though, in general. Mm-hmm. For wizard sorcerer. Um, he goes on and eventually even he gets a little winded of talking his voice gets scratchy he begins sipping an ale and just doing the the dedicated work of your average fisherman of drinking and pulling in the catch you guys sail for the better part of the day and into the the dark of the evening passing by the magnificent waterfalls that splash down into the lake heading to the western side of the they are wide and it takes a long time the mist I'll do a little bit of entertainment singing while we're going Okay. The mist from the falls um, billows out even uh, even as far as a half mile from their impact. This, this, this lake has that telltale smell of um, just the light amount of sulfur. And you're guessing that no matter what the weather here is, the bottom of the lake will always be warmer than the top of it. Um, as you get into the, the, the dark of the evening and... and as you're heading around. The fishermen uh, tell you that there, there are some bunks and things downstairs if you'd like to, to rest. They're going to do the same, lay, weigh anchor and get ready for the night because the demo mark says they need the, you need the daylight for what he has in mind, the search. And, uh, well, let's just call it there since we don't have much else to do tonight without taking up a good, beal, good deal of time. Uh-huh. Oh. Sorry, you guys killed the. You guys ignored the combat encounter potential. So give us a different one. 
No. Improvise. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> no. Entertain me. It's six o'clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got to last three hours in today. Yeah. All right. Right. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. www.homebrewdetritus.com. Don't forget to rate us on whatever listing device you're using. All right. See you later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Almost like we're going to Dr. Wizzo there. Well, hi. <laughs> <laughs>